JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. Meantime on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Podline, CBS 4, Fox 59, Mike Chappell joins us. So Juju Brents, Drew Ogletree out, will not make the trip. Where's Josh Downs? I have not seen, but where is he right now? I have not heard that. I don't think he practiced today. Uh, so I, yeah, I think this is one, and I'm just speculating, but with the bye next week, maybe this is one where you kind of let him, you know, kind of rest up. But, you know, I, I don't know. That's, that's above my pay grade. But the last thing you want is to have this thing be play, aggravate, not play, play, aggravate, not play. So we'll see. But, boy, he's, he's so important to this offense, uh, the passing game. You kind of hope that he's he's able to play through this. But – I don't think they want to risk long-term. And when I say long-term, I mean three or four games uh, issues with it. Hey, Mike, if you wanted to make an argument, and I'm not trying to suggest that it's argument-worthy here, but if you wanted to make one, is the he most important aspect at wide receiver, at skill position player, outside of obviously Jonathan Taylor on this Colts offense right now? Well, I, I would still say Pittman. Yeah. I would still say Pittman in the past game just because I, you know, you, in, in a, in, when Downs went down, you went to Isaiah McKenzie, not the same level player, but, you know, he, he, he has experience and he's, and he's had good games and seasons in that role. If Pitt goes down, who? I mean, who? I saw that uh, Alec Pierce was on the injury report limited today with an ankle. Generally, whenever a guy's limited – in practice, in a practice, it's because he did something in that practice. So, you know, he tweaked it and they took him out for the rest of practice. So we'll get a better idea uh, when the media talks to Shane Steichen tomorrow. Although, I tell you, it is after after nine games, I've learned Shane Steichen ain't giving nothing out on injuries. He's not, and I don't blame him. It makes it frustrating for us. But the guy's either progressing or – He's not, and, and so, yeah, but I'm really curious on Downs. But I, 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 Pittman's the one that I think would be really, really difficult because there's no who. I mean, Alec Pierce, I think, like I said, he's he may be dinged up, and I still think that the number one offensive player is the running back, and number two is, is Pitt. So Mike Chapel of CBS 4 and Fox 59, he's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. We were just kind of talking here at Joe's Grill about the usage of Jonathan Taylor in comparison to that 
uh, of Zach Moss. Where do we see that going? And uh, are we now like coming into what we like to call the midseason form, but certainly after missing the first four weeks of the season, are we getting into the optimum usage of Jonathan Taylor in Germany on Sunday and then moving forward after the bye week? Yeah, I, I think we're there. I remember, we, I remember when we would talk with Jim Irsay, he said three or four weeks and before we really get him going, well, we're there. Uh, I thought last week, well, last week was the fifth game. And unfortunately, Carolina said, I don't care what you guys are going to do, but you're not going to run. And I still was disappointed that even with a team saying you're not going to run it, I thought the Colts should have been more, more successful, but they weren't. Part of that was that they, I think Steichen and Jim Bob knew that it wasn't going to take a ton of points to beat Carolina, so they really, really dialed it back, the aggression, and that turned turned into some pretty ugly offensive football. But I think moving forward, we, this is where we're going to be. I think JT gets, I don't know, 18 carries. Moss gets eight or nine carries. Uh, that, that Writing that hot hand stuff, I – I just don't see that with Zach Moss anymore. I, I think we've made that transition. I really do. They're, they're not going to – unless this season really turns and they got a chance to do something, I mean, really, you know, playoff-type things, I just don't see them giving Taylor 25 a game. I just don't. Uh, I think he can handle it, of course. He's done that before. But I, I just think that as long as this season kind of looks like it's going to be the – seven or eight wins and, you know, all that stuff. I just – it doesn't make any sense to just wear down your running back, it, especially when you got another one with there with him. That's pretty doggone good. You know, let, let's not dismiss Zach Moss, but I, I think if things are being normal, I think JT is going to get 80%, 75%, and Zach Moss will get the others. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. We've got a large city bourbon locks, Luna Azul tequila shots. This afternoon at Joe's Grill in Westfield, I kind of buried the lead on this one a little bit. You get a second consecutive week. You guys stood in front of Shaquille Leonard, and he was talking about exactly how unhappy he was about his overall usage defensively with this team right now, which is something the way that he's being utilized and taken off the field on third down that I would expect if I were going to ask you this question because somebody did me and I said doubtful for both a little bit earlier. If I were going to present to you the question, who do you believe is going to be a part of this team next year? Shaquille Leonard or Gus Bradley? um, One or the other, both or neither. I would lean for neither right now. Where would you be? I guess I always hate to speculate on coaches because I just do. I mean, I just do. But if Gus is back, I mean, why would why would Shaq be back? It's kind of clear in my mind that that in Gus's defense, uh, the important linebacker position, the more important linebacker yeah. position, is the mic with Zaire. Uh, yeah, we talked. Maybe maybe Gus and not Shaq and. Uh, but we talked to Shaq today, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm finishing writing it right now. But he still, he still wants to play, thinks he should play, thinks he's still a high-level player. But I asked him, I said, you know, and he's talked, he's talked to Gus, he's talked to Richard Smith, the, the linebackers coach, and I said, but after you've talked to him, nothing's changed. 
So why would you think things would change moving forward, barring injury? And, and it's funny because injury didn't matter. They put yeah. they put Siganulubi in there in, in place of Zaire. So barring an injury to heaven forbid uh, uh, EJ Speed, Shaq's not going to play more than 65, 70 percent. Uh, so I just he, he but he he was to me he was re- resigned to the fact that this is how his season is going to be the rest of the year. Uh, and why why would anyone expect it to change? We, you know we've done the November. Let's get to November and see where we're at and all this stuff. And they've made it very clear that they that they do not believe he is their best option on third down. And we can argue that till the cows come home, whatever. But they want they want more VJ Speed and less of Shaq, which speaks volumes of how the defensive staff, which it's I shouldn't say the defensive staff. Gus Bradley and Richard Smith view Shaq. Uh, so yeah, I I, I I mentioned in my story last week that what the options are with him, he he will not be back here with that contract. He won't. He's going to count twenty million. Uh, if you cut if you flat cut him, uh, you save twelve million. You 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 carry eight million dead money. Or you could try to redo it and have him take a pay cut, and I really don't think Shaq would would be open to a pay cut. Because it, it wouldn't be a little one; it would be, it would be a major pay cut. And players are very not, you know, compliant to want to do that. So it, it's really it's awkward. What's really awkward is we get Zaire Franklin on on Wednesdays, and he's in, in this one. Locker stall and right next to him is Shaq, and it's just really it's just awkward to have the the, the focus the the spotlight media wise and game wise shift to Zaire Franklin, who's having a great. If I'm not mistaken, he still leads the league in tackles, and he missed a game. He missed last week. He's just having a, a an all I'll, I'll say a Pro Bowl year. All Pro, you got to you got to really really be top end. So yeah, it's it's really awkward, and it's uh, it, it's funny. Uh, we since we're among friends, uh, James Boyd, the guy with the kid with the kid, uh, the athletics writer. I don't want to call him kid. That's a, it's a slap in the face. <laughs> he's he's just, but he, he he's young. He, he's about the age of my grandson. But whatever. Anyway, he wrote on the athletic like five things to watch for over the last two months of the season. And one was, you know, Shaq playing his last game for the Colts, which is, which is highly possible. It, it's possible. Yeah. And we're standing there around Shaq and he's given us, he, he's very, he, and he was pleasant today. He was, but James asked him something about his conversations with, with Gus Bradley and this, that, and the other. And, and I'm telling you, Shaq, and I, and I told James, so I said, Shaq gave you a look that if looks could kill, we'd have been picking you up off the floor. Uh, so he reads this stuff, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, it's, it's going to be motivation the rest of the year. A lot of people saying, well, we'll be, will we be back next year, whatever. But I don't see how any of this changes until his role on the defense changes. He's not playing on, on third downs, and he's splitting time with E.J. Speed, who's really given, given him more – 
life plays than Shaq is. So I will, I will, I will give Shaq all the credit in the world. He could be a real horse's ass if he wants to be. He really could. But he's not. He's not. He's telling us what, what he wants. I, hey, I think I need to play more. I want to play more. I can do more. But he's not taking it to that next level that we've seen players do, not necessarily here, but across the league. So I, I think he's handled it the right way. I, I I guess he'll do it that way the rest of the season because I don't. it's not going to serve him anything to come out and really, really be – you know, nasty and critical, and I can't believe these guys aren't playing anymore. And that's that's not the tone we're getting. Uh, but what what I took away from today is that he wants to play, but he doesn't see again, barring injury, another injury, his role changing with his defense, which is really strange considering how he was his first four years. So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59, he's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I, I just I don't see it with him and. And again, I know that you didn't want to really comment on that, but I kind of wonder where it's going with just the uh, defensive coaching situation in, in general. Again, that's further down the road. I will ask you this. Well, this the, is the also thing, further. The thing, the, the thing we need to look at, too, and, and, and I don't want to be, Gus doesn't need me going to bat for him, but they're playing, trying to play defense with, with a hit and miss pass rush, yeah. which it's been, it's been more miss than hit. And, and with cornerbacks, and it's almost like Baskin and Robbins. You know who's next? Who's got number thirty-one uh, with the injuries? And, well, and hey, hey, Mike, this, this is not a this is not a new thing, though, with the, no, the coaching being affected by the player personnel decisions here. I agree. I agree. But but they they, they certainly could have given him more experienced corners, which I we, we've all said that was a mistake and. And it's sort of come to come to roost with with these injuries and all this. But no, no, there's no question. And I, and I, I know Rick Venturi. When you when you have him on, he, he would take the totally different approach that I do because I, I know how he feels. But but you know we'll, we'll see where it goes. I know how much you know trust that that Shane Steichen has in in Gus. But they, they they've they've underperformed as a unit for whatever the reasons you know uh, Grover Stewart being suspended and you know young corns all that stuff but they still should have played better to this point and that that bottom line that it does fall in the coaching staff. Hey, I thought that he'd played Mike well enough to more than just consider bringing him back longer term, even at the age of, what, 28, 29, nearing 30. But did Kenny Moore solidify his longer term in the secondary at nickel for this football team with his play in Carolina this past Sunday? Well, if the contract requests are reasonable, uh, and and maybe they will be. I, I think Kenny, we, we the, the way he's come back from last year, which you know he admitted he didn't handle well, didn't play well, didn't get. He he was he's almost kind of like Shaq this year. He didn't really know what his role was, how he fit, and boy, this year he's come back locked in. But his whole his future here is going to be how reasonable will he be with the new contract. Uh, and, and how much I think this 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 franchise knows his value to the franchise, and it's it's immense. And if he keeps playing like this, I would make a strong effort to, to bring him back again. It wouldn't be a five year; it, it'd be another three year deal. That and I, I don't even know what the begin the numbers would be. 
But keep in mind, they've all, to me, in my mind, they've got to, they've got to extend uh, Zaire Franklin. I mean, they got him on the cheap right now with that with that extension. He got, I think, it was three years, twelve million, ten million, whatever it was. So they they need to take care of him, and then you know, they, they've got things. You know, they got Pitt. They got to work somehow, deal with Pitt, one way or the other. Either not bring him back or replace him at that cost. So, but Kenny Moore very much, I would think, should be in this uh, franchise's you know immediate future. I would think so. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know how many suggestions you got from fans out there leading up to last Tuesday, but I got a ton of trade Kenny Moore for value, late round picks, yep. third day picks, all that jackassery. And I hate that crap anyway, as I'm sure you well know. Um, I just I want to see the Colts keep good players. And Kenny is a good, useful player for where he is right now. So and I know you talk about the money. Um, uh, to me, it's a no-brainer to bring him back, and also the fact that some people had to eat it by wanting to trade him for like a fifth rounder last week yes. makes me really smile. I saw somewhere where he had more touchdowns last week than like four teams across the league. Uh, yeah, he, he, in his value in working with this young uh, cornerbacks room shouldn't be dismissed. That, that's, that's huge. It just is. He does things the right way. He's and if it matters, he he's strong in the community, and these are the guys you want. He, I mean, you look at these guys, him and and DeForest Buckner. I mean, holy smokes! If if Stephon Gilmore goes in and asks for a trade and gets it, what what if, what if Buck had gone in and asked for a trade? Yeah. I know he had a long meeting with Chris Ballard, and and Chris Chris did something. Chris must have given him a real good talk because Buck Buck and Buck would have brought. A pretty good. He had brought a good return. Yeah, so, so did, did DeForest want traded? No, I, I, I don't know if he wanted traded initially. But what I'm saying is, when he got done talking to Chris Ballard, oh. he was all in here. Uh, so, so I, I think he could have maybe done the Stefan Gilmore thing, but he didn't do that, and that speaks to to his, I guess, commitment. I mean, I hate when players are committed to franchises because franchises aren't too committed to players. Uh, uh, you know, when it's time to cut bait, they cut bait. But he 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 could very much have asked out of here. I don't want you know. I don't want to be part of this two or three year rebuild with the young quarterback. But he didn't do that, and he's having a, an all pro season. Uh, the, 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 you know, as good as Kenny Moore was last week, and he was off the charts good. The fourth Buckner was that good up front. He just wrecked holy hell with with Carolina's offensive line. And that's without Grover Stewart next to him. So that that's you know, Buck is one of the more underappreciated guys for some reason across the league, and he shouldn't be because he he's top drawer. Hey Mike, this is a question, you know, much like all these Anthony Richardson questions we'll have for the off season. But I'm just kind of curious: Are you at all side eyeing what's going on with Will Levis as a starter now down in Nashville? Yo, sure. Sure. Uh, and and C.J. Stroud, although he's kind of showed that he was the right guy. Uh, he's, the, he's the it yeah. guy right there. I feel really okay. good about that. It took me one game to realize that against Georgia. Right. One game. Right. And he ate <laughs> yeah. up Georgia. Yeah. He ate up Georgia for Ohio State offensively. And he has looked beyond the part so far. Right. And if you look at where, where the AFC South is, I'm telling you, uh, if all these guys you know, stay healthy, and that's primarily with yeah. Richardson right now, 
these guys are set for the next 10 years. They, they just are. You know, what, what, what is Trevor Lawrence, 24? I mean, maybe he's 25, maybe. Uh, and I, w- I want to see, see Levis do more. He had the really, really, what, four-touchdown game in his first one, and then, then a, tough, a tough game or tougher game in Pittsburgh. Well, you know, Pittsburgh's yeah. pretty good on defense. I want to see how he does. What they, they've, they, if, I, if I read right, they, they've named him the starter for the rest of the year. Yep. No, he is, they, yeah. He they, is. They, they, they've, you know, barring injury, they've moved on from Ryan Tannehill. So, uh, which makes sense. They're, they're, they don't appear to be going anywhere. So, find out what you've got. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like I like where the SC South quarterbacks are. And as we as we've always said, when you got quarterbacks, you got a chance. And we saw that last week with, with uh, CJ Stroud. What were they down like? They were down. Uh, they needed a touchdown with like forty yep. seconds to play and eighty some yards or whatever it was to go, and and he did it. So uh, very impressive, and I'm sure Houston kind of likes the guy they've got right now. I want to make sure maybe I've got all my info accurately. Was it the Colts that actually liked Levis until the hiring of Steichen, and then Steichen obviously through the combine and watching film in a season in Florida fell in love with Anthony Richardson? I have my uh, information accurately as you know it. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. And, and Does that mean we yes? Back, <laughs> what, what's that? Does that mean yes? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I just when we talked back then, yeah. you, you brought Steichen in for a reason. Yeah. So get, let him sink or swim with his quarterback. I mean, that, that, that it would have been crazy. It would have been crazy to say, yeah, we want you to do this, and here's the quarterback we want you to get. And he says, ah, he's my third choice. You know, I don't want him. And you, but so yeah, I, and of course now the narrative is even if they had the first pick, they'd have taken Richardson. Okay, I, I okay, I'll, I'll. That's what you want, fine. And may, and maybe it's true, but I kind of think that. Well, I'd say Houston and the Colts got the quarterback they wanted. I I would love to know the backstory in Carolina. I really would. I feel for Frank. I feel for him because I tell you, if the season ended right now, you would have no clue. What you've got with uh, Bryce Young, you have no clue. We, we get to watch him tonight and play the Bears. It's going to be ugly. But I just don't know if, if they have any clue whether he's the right guy or not. Yeah, I, I understand why, why Frank would get that offer. I, he was the first one, right, to be hired in that, that coaching cycle of a year ago. I understand why you would immediately jump to that. But it doesn't look like that uh, it's going to have legs past this season, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I hope that's not the case. Uh, you know, and, and you'd like to know how much of the decisions in Carolina, was it yeah. the owner, was it the coach? And I don't know. I mean, we're not even – I'm not even remotely close to that. But to watch Bryce Young play, there's just a hesitation and an uncertainty and decisions that you would think that by now – it would be more, more, you know, prominent that he knows what he's doing, and you just don't see that all the time, and not, not a lot of the time. And I saw that with Richardson, and I certainly see it with, with C.J. Stroud. So, but again, as far as we, as far as we care, the AFC South should be in good hands for the next decade. 
Well done, as always, Mike. I appreciate that. And uh, we both lucked out. Didn't have to go to Germany, didn't we? Well done well, by us I both. Really, I, I tell you, I really wanted to. My wife and I wanted to go, but my hips, I got, I've got another injection coming tomorrow. My hip's a mess. So what are you injecting? What are you injecting into your hip? Well, I've got I've got sort of what Shaq had with the yeah. I got two discs, the bulging disc, and it's killing my nerve down my leg. And it's a steroid thing, and they did it two weeks ago, and it didn't help. So they're going to try it one more time. Uh, and if that doesn't work, then I'll probably have some kind of a scope on it. But hey, you, why, why don't you do some QC? Than, do some QC kinetics with me. I'm doing it on my knee right now. Here, you and I will ride. We'll ride to QC Kinetics, and they'll they'll take our blood, they'll shake it up like a Polaroid picture, and then reinject it into the problematic area. I don't. You know, I, I the one thing they hate is like when they did this two weeks ago and it didn't work. The, the first thing they do, obviously, is they they numb the area with a with a needle, and that I, I cussed. I mean, I I, I I said holy crap to another level. Yeah, and. It hurt like a son of a gun, but it only hurts for like you know five seconds. So I'm I'm not that much of a wuss that I can't handle that. But this thing has been going on for about two months, and I got to get it fixed, or they'll do some. Seriously, go yet. with me. Go with me sometime. I'll take you over there. I got to go in again in two weeks. I had an injection yesterday, and basically it's what Manning did in Germany for his neck years ago. That is now what what they do is common here in the United States. So why don't we do that? See if that can well, help you. I'll let you. If this thing doesn't work by like Monday or Tuesday, I'll look you up. My, my stepson wants me to do uh, acupuncture, which I don't know. It's, this is a, this is a bulging disc for crying out loud. I don't know what acupuncture does for that, but I'm willing to try just as long as it doesn't include, you know, deep needles and, and where I have to watch and all that stuff. I'm not a needle yeah. guy. I don't. I don't watch when I get vaccinated. So uh, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll, de- I'll 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 bite on a popsicle stick tomorrow and get through it, and we'll see where we're at next week. They they uh, went underneath my kneecap yesterday with that, and uh, I, I, and I welcome I welcome it though because I, I like like ripping a new rear end to these 25 year olds I play basketball against <laughs> three times a week. You can still pass a drug test, can't you? I mean, this is not... No, no Mike, no. I, I haven't been able to pass a drug test in 20 years, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, if this injection doesn't work... I'm just, I'm just lucky that, I'm lucky that, that Radio 1 here hasn't given one yet. <laughs> well, I can say, if this doesn't work tomorrow and I'm still bitching and moaning next week, uh, I'll look you up and maybe we'll try something. To, you know, be, be smarter than a rat. Don't do this same things and expect different results. You got, it. you got it. Hey, all right. If you want to go, seriously, I'll come over to Beach Grove and get you. We'll both go. So where, where's the place at again? QC Kinetics, Greenwood, Eagle Creek, and Carmel. And I just started. Well, I started better. that yesterday. Yeah. I started that yesterday. I started it yesterday. And um, so they, they, they drain yeah. your blood. And, and yes. Then they, well, they, they don't drain you. It's not like Dracula or anything. They don't drain you. They take it out, <laughs> the blood out, and they shake it up. Like a Polaroid well, picture, that's it's PRP, I mean, PRP, yeah. and then they inject it into the problematic area. Well, we'll see. What's it called again? I'll mention to my, my QC QC Mark. Kinetics. QC, QC No, you just come with me. Come with me, and we'll like give them two for one. Oh jeez, we'll see. <laughs> I tell you, again, I, I, at some point, I'm willing to do anything because I'm tired of being in the way. 
So hey, I'm, I'm just going to come up. pick your ass up and take you. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> all right. I was, I'm just going to come get you. So. All right. Sounds all right, good. buddy. Appreciate you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Pacers Television, he is the play-by-play voice of the Pacers in what I believe to be a November big one against one of the elites of the NBA in that landscape is the uh, Milwaukee Bucks in town later on tonight. Chris Denary joins us now. Uh, I'm, I'm trying really hard in the past. I get excited. I say this is a must win, and things just kind of crap out on me like it's bad karma. But I have described, I think, thoroughly how significant this matchup is and should be at Gamebridge Fieldhouse for the Pacers tonight, Chris. Yeah, John, I think it is. I mean, it's a, it's a measuring stick, no question, when you yes. look at, you know, what Milwaukee has done, you know, over the years and really how they've they've dominated the Pacers. Indiana's lost 11 of 12. They've lost five straight at home. Uh, the good news is last year in the four games, Tyrese Halliburton never played. So uh, even though Indiana won in Milwaukee yep. to snap, a, I think, a nine-game losing streak, uh, Tyrese has not played the last year against Milwaukee. So I think that will give the Pacers definitely some, you know, some push and, and, and a lot more in, on their plate tonight than maybe we've seen in the past. Yeah, it, it, that dynamic is weird. I think they're one in their last 12 against the Bucs, and that one came without Tyrese Halliburton last year. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a game. I think uh, Nemhart had a big game. Matherin had a big game. Uh, George Hill had a big game in his return yeah. to Milwaukee. So, uh, and, and they did it against the Milwaukee team that, that night that uh, you know Giannis was playing. They had all their guys out there. And then they responded by beating the Pacers, I think, you know, a few weeks later when Drew Holiday had 51 in this building. But the irony is, John, when you look back at the four games last year, both teams averaged in the four games over 130 points per game. Uh, I think it was the Bucks averaged 136 and the Pacers averaged like 132. So uh, you put both these teams on the floor, uh, usually you're going to see a lot of points. And, uh, you know, the question is, you know, can the Pacers, you know, improve defensively as we go on? I, I thought their fourth quarter last night was really strong. Uh, yeah. They limited Utah to 20 points. And, and that's going to be something that we'll be watching you know, all year long. But, but right now the offense is clicking. They're number one in the league in scoring. They're number one in the league in offensive efficiency. They've got the most assists in the league. And their bench is number one. So from an offensive uh, perspective right now, the Pacers are at the top of their game. So Chris Denary, Pacers Television. Got to call that later on tonight. The uh, Bucks and the Pacers from Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Is this Bucks team, and, and obviously we probably don't know enough. We just kind of look at it with Giannis, and we look at it with, with Damian Lillard. I know he went in as a question mark. We'll find out. Solidified a little bit later on, but I'm assuming he is going to play. But is this a team where you can challenge their depth, especially in terms of everybody talks about the Pacers' depth on this team. Is this something with the Bucks that you can go after? I think so. I mean, I think that's one of the great strengths of the Pacers. I mean, Quinn hit on it really early last night. He said, hey, let's watch the fourth quarter and, and see if Indiana's depth wins out. And it's, it's exactly what happened. I thought uh, Utah had to rely a lot on its starters, uh, you know, to play heavy minutes. 
And I thought the Pacers bench did a really, really good job and especially, you know, helped turn the game in the fourth quarter. So I think so. I mean, this is a little bit different Milwaukee team now with Lillard in the backcourt. He starts with Malik Beasley. Last year it was Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen. Uh, They've got a younger bench. Um, they have uh, a player from G, uh, from the G League Ignite in his second year, Marshawn Bochamp, who's done a nice job. They've got a nice veteran in Bobby Portis. But definitely you would say uh, edge to the Pacers bench. And so hopefully the Pacers depth is something that, they, that can carry them tonight. You know, Chris, what, what I'm going to find interesting, and this is something we will not know until later on in the season. You know, last year, uh, the Bucks didn't finish the way that they wanted to, and it's basically championship or bust. And, you know, they go out and, and, and get involved in Damian Lillard. They bring him in, and Drew Holiday ends up with the Boston Celtics. I'm going to be interested to see whether or not they – we're going to be better off with Holiday or Lillard. You know what I mean? With Holiday as just an all-around player, but Lillard is just a high-volume, elite-level scoring threat every night. It's going to be interesting to see here further down the road who ends up better for that team and the personnel on that squad. Yeah, I mean, Drew Holiday is, to me, one of the undervalued players in the NBA. We've seen him over the years. And, you know, think back a few years ago, he helped the Bucs uh, win an NBA title. And then a few weeks later, because the season that year didn't start until December, it was a few weeks later, he's helping Team USA win a gold medal. That's how valuable the type of player he is. He's all around. He can shoot. He can score. Uh, he's a better defender than Damian Lillard. But but I can see why Milwaukee did what they did. They were disappointed uh, last year, and they felt they needed to go in another direction. It helped them uh, get Giannis to sign his extension. But, but clearly, having watched Boston last week, uh, Drew Holiday is a perfect fit. Uh, for that franchise, and you have to give uh, kudos, a lot of kudos to Brad Stevens for bringing him in. No, I, I, I think to me that's going to be one of the interesting storylines across the NBA landscape is, is that particular decision, because I would agree with you. I think Holiday brings much more of an all-around presence, but man, Lillard is such a dude in terms of, of scoring. Chris Denary of Pacers Television, thank you very much. Joins us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So does uh, Obi get the call defensively to start the game versus Giannis tonight? I would think so. I mean, I think Toppin, you know, it gives you some size. He's, he's you know, needing, needing to, to be a good defender tonight uh, on Giannis. But I'll tell you a guy that I've been really impressed with, and, and I talked to him in the locker room last night. And he's, he's stronger. He's more physical. He says, it's all due to balance, and that's Aaron Neesmith. He gives up size, but I think he's got enough bulk that he can challenge Giannis from time to time. So I would say it'll be those two. Obi Toppin will get the start, but don't be surprised if you see Aaron Neesmith on him as well. Hey, regarding Neesmith, is, is there a player that you have seen around the NBA or you, you still see around the NBA that you would compare Neesmith and his game and the effect he has on this Pacer team that he brings to the table? I'll tell you, it's funny because I look across uh, the floor tonight and there's a guy now in Milwaukee who played at Marquette and Jay Crowder. I don't think Jay Crowder is the same type of defensive player um, as Aaron Neesmith. 
but I would say they're very similar because they can shoot the three, they can run the floor, and they always seem to be on the floor helping your team make good things happen. So uh, I, I'm thrilled that uh, the Pacers and Aaron came to an agreement, which which I thought was a a super reasonable contract for both parties. Um, and, and Aaron is living up to that right now. He's had a really good preseason and played really well through the first eight games of the year. Now he's been essential. There's no doubt about that. Kristen Nero, Pacers Television on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So was last night a springboard for Benedict Matherin, you think, both ends of the floor? I think so. Let me give you – Let me. I did some digging today. Uh, nice. Last year, he had 27 20-point games. And when he scored 20 points or more, he had four rebounds and one assist. Last night, he had 22 points, nine rebounds, and four assists. So I think what it shows you, John, they, they've asked him to do more than just score. And Rick Carlisle has been quick to say, hey, don't look at the box score and look at the points that Ben is putting up. Look at the other things. But – but I looked at the box score last night, and it was as well-rounded a box score as we've seen in his young career. So I, I think that was a, a good statement for him, that he showed he can score, but he still had nine rebounds and four assists. Uh, ben is learning to be a complete NBA player, and last night was a huge step in that direction. Chris, in closing here, somebody brought up the other day you know, how disappointed they were with some of the minutes that that Mather was not getting late in games. And, oh, I'm afraid he's going to get disgruntled and upset. And I remind everybody that he is the one that has brought up numerous times how he wants to be coached hard. And I think that's what he's getting right now. No question. It's 82 games, and Rick Carlisle is a coach. He doesn't live by, you know, how maybe old NBA coaches would do it, like, hey, the starter deserves to be out there no matter how he is playing at the end of the game. Rick looks at each game, evaluates each game, and if somebody is playing really well, he's probably going to stay out on the floor. So there's going to be plenty of opportunities for Ben Matherin uh, to close games. And, and uh, you know, it, it's it, as you said, he has said it from day one, and he's told Rick Carlisle that. He's told the assistants, coach me hard. I can take it. I want to be the best, and, and that's him being the best. Hey, before I leave, I just yeah. I, I wanted to say this. with You know, everybody's read everything about TV and all that. Um, I just want to tell you that year to date, through eight games last year to eight games this year, our TV ratings are up 43%. So the narrative out there, when I, I get upset a little bit when I see stories saying nobody can watch the games. Well, there are a lot of people watching the games, and our television ratings right now reflect it. Let me tell you this. People are chomping at the bit for a high level of winning and want the Pacers to be that team to do it. And tonight, as I mentioned, in November, Chris would go a long way to helping that out in the early season. But there's no doubt about that. I mean, it, yeah, people, it, it, people it, will find it if they want to find it, and yeah, that's why you want them to come correct and look good later on tonight, even though it's in November. Yeah, and what's cool tonight is there are only two games on the schedule. One is in Mexico City. That's Atlanta and Orlando at 930. And our game is uh, on NBA TV. So they'll take our telecast tonight uh, throughout the country on NBA TV. And for the first time, you're also going to see the City Edition floor. And I'm telling you what, so they'll wear the City Edition uniforms. 
This will not be the same floor you saw for the in-season tournament. It is a third floor, and it is sharp. I'm looking at it right here on the television monitor, and yeah. I think I think fans will really like it. And, and, no, and it is really probably it, today on social media. It is really nice, and I don't mind even you know the in-season tournament floor. I just don't want to see players busting their ass out there. That's what I don't sure. want to see. Yeah. That's that's the only thing. But I, no, I, I agree with you. I like, I really like the uh, the floor tonight. Hey, Chris, have a great call, man. We'll catch up with you later on. All right. Thanks, John. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. All right, you guys ready? Hey, cue the band back (laughs) in the studio, James. Our Week 10 Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots here from Joe's Grill in Westfield. Uh, Tonight's humdinger, the Bears and the Panthers. (laughs) The Bears are three-and-a-half-point favorites. They have the three-and-a-half. Give me the Bears. For what reason? I have no idea. Brett? I think with two terrible teams, and and, and honestly, I I don't even know what to do in this game. Probably won't touch it. However, there is a line on the game. I'm going to take the plus three-and-a-half. I'm going to take the uh, – give me Carolina Panthers to yeah. at least cover. Give now, me Carolina. I, I'm going to roll with the Bears. Mr. Badgett. Mr. Yeah. Badgett taking you the like snaps. It? You all like it? He all tatted up. I mean, tatted you up know, quarterback and everything. He threw some rookie interceptions Shepherd last College year, last in week. West Virginia. Is that yeah. his location yeah. right there? Yeah. But he's hey, he's mobile. He's He looks like he's got confidence. I mean, yeah. It's too – it's Carolina You're Panthers. Bryce Young and you lose to him. Is that – Going to go up on the wall I think of your so. resume right I think there. You lost the badge. Then you a, got you got you got Fields in the in the. He's possibility. Nah, he's doubtful. Sure. He's, he's not going to yeah. play tonight. Right. Yep. He's badge yeah, badge <laughs> Miller. I will take plus points against the Bears all day long. Panthers. Here we go. Browns. Ravens. Lay that six. Give me the Ravens. The Ravens are as hot right now as any team in the National Football League. Brent Holverson. Yeah, Baltimore. We've been talking about them all year, and they looked a little sluggish starting off, but hey, they're they're really really good, and they're, they're really clicking on all cylinders. They got that young young little rookie running back that just went off last week too. I think uh, Cleveland with uh, Watson back, and they look pretty good as well. I just uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Ravens. I'm on this Ravens train. I'll lay the six with it, John. Now rolling with the Browns in the points. Miller strong defense. Miller sticking with the Ravens. Bengals and Texas. I love this matchup of quarterbacks. Man, the week that C.J. Stroud had. I don't often bring this up, but I told you so. I told you this guy was going to be on legit just after watching him against Georgia in a national semifinal. He was incredible last week, and the Texans win over the Buccaneers. However, different animal altogether right here. The Bengals are back on track, and as Brent mentioned a little bit earlier, wide receiver injury situations going down here too, which is significant. But I'm going to lay that six and a half and give me the Bengals at home, Brent Holverson. Yeah, you know, with uh, Chase and T. Higgins are both questionable. you got to keep an eye on that. If those guys aren't playing, that's going to sway my uh, decision here. But you're absolutely right. Uh, the, the Houston Texans, and, and I'm going to lead right into this with the Lunazul Tequila shot of the week in fantasy. If he's still out there, which he was in about 50% of the leagues, Tank Dell. Tank Dell led up last week. He just blew up. And, and I tell you, they look good. But again, if, uh, if all the keys are playing for the Bengals, I'm going to take the Bengals just underneath that touchdown. Give me Cincy minus six and a half. I, I'm going to roll with Houston Texans. I, that Jamar Chase and uh, Higgins on questionable, that's a, that's, a big, that's a big if. That is a biggie. Yeah, I, mean, got, I think Bengals win the game. I, just, I, I like the points. 
Well, I'm going to go against Nally for a third time in a row. This feels good. We're just arguing all day. I'm going to stick with the Bengals. And you don't win a lot anymore. Well, here's, here's a stat, though. I've got a stat for you guys on this year's shows. We've got uh, Mr. Miller with two shows under his belt. Sitting at 17 and 15. You're above 500. Uh, hey, We've got Mr. That. Nally with one game under his belt. He was at four and nine. So uh, it's okay. Just for now. Yeah, let me uh, order the banner. <laughs> me and Nally are having <laughs> that banner right, right now. Right there. Take a photograph. <laughs> Larcy Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots Week 10. Is green, o- or green olive, is that a vegetable? Can that is. God, I love green olives. Yeah, that is Seriously. I want to go one week and eat nothing but green olives. What would that do for my weight? And Cheez-Its? Will you put them and together? My like little, olive I love, does anybody yeah. love green There's olives as much as that one? <laughs> yeah. I love green olives. This, by the way, this Bloody Mary is outstanding at Joe's Grill. <laughs> Look at that. At Westfield. I love it. This That's bacon good. in there. Yeah. The whole meal going on right now. I don't know about this celery stuff. I could do without that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's okay. I'll put it in there. <laughs> I'll stir it around. All right, coming up next, what we got? Jaguars and 49ers. Man, the Niners are in need of a win. You mentioned the uh, three-point, or I should say three-game losing skid. And, you know, coming off a of bye week as well. You got the Jaguars legit. You know, it's funny. Everybody thought that the Jags were going to live up to the expectations. They're doing that right now. They are at this point three-point dogs. And, oh, man, I'm going to take that three points. Plus three and lock that up. My lock of the week with the Jaguars, Brent Lock it. That's big. That is lock big. You know, that. This is a lot of that Bloody Mary. Pretty interesting stat, though. So, yeah. like you just mentioned, the Jaguars, they won five games in a row. They are the number one team in the NFL against yep. the spread. They got everything going right, right? Well, you've got uh, the other side of the coin. We, had, we talked all about uh, the 49ers' first half of the year. They've gone 0-3 the last three. I think they right the ship this time. I think they come back out. I'm going to take the 49ers, lay the three. 49ers get the W. Now, I'm rolling with the 49ers because I think the Chase Young experiment starts. You're going to have Chase and Bosa on both sides? I'm telling you, man. It's freaky deaky. What's California boy going to do? It's Trevor Lawrence that... Jacksonville's legit. You're going to see that hair There's rolling in the wind. He's going to be running for his life. It's not like Brock Purdy's tripping the light fantastic That's here recently. True. <laughs> so, well, we're going is he, is he, is Purdy back. is the starter, right? There's I'm no pretty sure he is. I'm yeah. pretty sure. What's Debo pretty come sure. back? <laughs> Debo Samuel still got it? Yeah, he's, I think he's still uh, he's still out. We'll do a little research here, but uh, he is yeah. still out of the last by the way, is going to have a big game for San Fran, but not big enough. Jacksonville wins that. What do you got, Miller? Yeah, I'm going to ride the train of consistency in San Francisco, continuing to slide, uh, and I'll take Jacksonville, doing what they're doing. Hey, shout out to Joshua Dobbs last week. Had no idea. It'd be like me being thrust into a game. Had no idea yeah. what was going on with the playbook. Really and, impressive. And really, Kevin O'Connell, the, the head coach of the Vikings, was like, uh, and I know Tommy S. is thrilled with this, like giving plays and assignments in the time leading up to the snap of the football, or I should say last week, and the Vikings got that win. Yeah, not going to be so easy this time. I'm going to go ahead and lay the three. Give me the Saints on the road in Minneapolis this weekend, Brent. Yeah, this game here, you know, you get the Saints. I mean, they're laying the three. You got Vikings. And what, yep. a, what a job by Dobbs coming in and doing that. That was he, awesome. He didn't even know their names. That. He didn't know their no names. Idea. didn't know the plays. He well, made it happen. The head coaches, like I said, here's what your, your responsibility here is the tight end. Yeah. Or I should, your tight end's responsibility is the defensive end. I mean, it, was, it was awesome. He was, it, was it was like old, yep. uh, you know, schoolyard games where you yeah. say, hey, go out and cut this way. You cut this way, I'm going to throw you the ball. Yeah. He got it done. I don't think he's going to get it done this time, though. I'm going to take the Saints, lay the three on the road. Now, Saints. Miller, 
I think it's awesome what he did last week. I just don't think he can repeat that miracle. New Orleans Saints. Oh, I'm right there with you on that. Man, Brent Halverson's Packers. Ryan Miller's Packers. What's going on around here? Hey, Larson, a lot of week last boy, week. They drilled it. sucked into the fandom. Drilled it. Whirlwind here. I can't do it. I know. Do it. That, that didn't work it. for you last week, though. And the Steelers yeah. are three-point favorites at home. Lay the three. Give me the Steelers over the Packers, Brent. Yeah, last week, Larson Lock, it, it hit, and it hit, it hit good. It, it's not pretty. They're not good. They're, they look horrible. And, uh, what I don't do we think, think about Jordan Love right now? Are we, got, uh, I, are we going out and somebody else? okay with Jordan Love within five yards? Yeah, within five. He can't go further I'm just talking that. about next year in general. There's, <laughs> the I mean, you've got to go out and get somebody else. The if key the Packers, last right? week, though, was what we've been missing uh, since week one, and that was Aaron Jones being healthy. Jones in the game, you saw what he could do last week. He is a big, big key right there. But still, we, we can't throw the ball. We can't do much with it. I think Pittsburgh at home with Watt, I think Watt's going to have a field day. I, unfortunately, this, this pains me to say, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that is the larceny lock of the week. The lock Pittsburgh Steelers so lay the three. I'm so proud of you right now as a friend. I mean, you Locked up. I am so proud of you for putting your fandom aside for once. I, I'd, I'd give you a hug across this table right Aww, now. Oh, that's sweet, man. Nally. We got a little too emotional last week. All right, so we're going to go. Yeah, we're definitely taking Steelers minus three because the Jordan Love thing is that's that's going to come to a head. And it's won you some money, though, with the Packers last week. Right? Come on now. I there we go. And that live bet. You, the, the soap opera that is the Green Bay Packers is about ready to be in another one. It is a soap opera. <laughs> Miller. Uh, just trying to be smart about it. And I mean, the bets matter and being analytical. I mean, we're going to have to take Green Bay Packers by 28. (laughs) 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 Come on, go Pack Go. I ain't giving up. You think Colts fans are rooting, obviously rooting against the Titans, but do they like the fact that Will Levis has looked better than what anybody thought? Now he is the full-time quarterback for real. As Mike Vrabel has said, Titans on the road at the Buccaneers and Tampa Bay, one-point favorites. Tampa Bay got C.J. Strouded last weekend. I mean, so many different times, and then especially that final drive for the win by the Texans. I do think they bounce back. I'm going to lay that one right there and give me the Buccaneers versus Will Levis and the Titans this weekend. Brent. Yeah, this should be a good game. I'm, I'm anxious to see Levis. You know, he did come back down to earth last week. I think he is now he's got named the starter. He's it's his it's his team right now. Uh, but I think Tampa Bay, they've been playing well. They've I mean, minus the four losses in a row, <laughs> but they're at home at home. <laughs> That's what now he's talking. I said Miller's talking about the Packers like that. They're at home in well, the NFL. A great season other than they when, suck. When yeah. you watch the way the NFL works, why are they favored in this game? Well, it's because they're going to win the game. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay, lay the one with you, John. <laughs> we got Nally. <laughs> I'm rolling. Oh, boy. Why aren't I drinking these days right now? Um oh. <laughs> I'm doing it for you, brother. I know, I know. I, I'm going to roll with Tennessee Titans. Miller, I will stick with a home field advantage on this one. Give it to the Buccaneers. Man, the Falcons and the Vikings. <laughs> oh, the Falcons last week. Yikes. Yeah. The Arizona Cardinals, I have not seen this. Kyler Murray, is he officially back? Kyler Murray is playing. I believe James Conner is back. They got a little bit of squad coming back on I'm that offensive I'm going to tell you, front. I don't know at Arizona, you're getting a point and a half if you're the homestanding Cardinals. Yeah, they haven't looked good at all. But I'm going to go ahead and take that point and a half. And give me Arizona at home, Brent. Yeah, the one and eight Arizona Cardinals. But they do. They get their offense back. They got Murray back. They said he's looked better than he's looked in a long time. They better James say James Conner yeah. coming back as well. Uh, yeah, Atlanta, they've kind of been uh, – they should have won that game last week. They got beaten in the last seconds of the game. I'm going to join you, though, John. Give me, uh, give me Arizona. The ugly one and eight Arizona Cardinals plus one and a half to win outright. 
Yeah, I'm going to roll with Arizona. I think, I, I think Atlanta's got some quarterback issues going on over there. Uh, Arizona getting Kyler back. Like you said, Connor's a big one to come back to. Yeah. What do you got, Miller? Game? Boy, oh, boy. I'm trying to make sure uh, I get my points ahead. I've been going against Nally and all day. Let's stick with the Winshulers in the head. Look at this guy. What did you tell him? What did you tell him? That's outstanding. The Winshuler, Kevin Paskey, just brought the spreadability to us. We didn't mention that. That is a hell of an effort, too. We mentioned that literally 10 yeah. minutes ago. We need to get this right man there. some samples over here. Get, hey, hey, get, get the drinkage from Heaven Hill Distillery rolling for Kevin right there. That is well done. Miller, rejuvenation. Yeah, yeah I want to get here. I want the Falcons, but I'm going with this. Dude. <laughs> no Falcon Don't worry about the rest of the pick. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, he's done. You gave him cheese. It's like a kid at 20. There he goes, back. man. Yeah. This is a good sign for the Packers this weekend, boys. Ooh. That's, that's a really good that's sign. Cheese, though. Shout out to Kevin oh, for the sorry. spreadability from Winshulers. <laughs> See, this is a day when the press needs to be here. That's outstanding right yes, there. Yes, that's great. Cheese and donuts. Pass, this you way to go, my friend. I mean, seriously. Hey, who's up, man? I've been sideswiped by the spreadability. Who's got it now? We got uh, Detroit Lions oh, okay, at the Chargers. All right. Uh, Mr. Miller took Atlanta in the last game, so yeah, I went got against you. us. I went against you. One and a half point favorites, the Lions on the road in Southern California against the Chargers. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, L.A. is as confusing and, and really as disappointing as, you know, they'll win and they'll lose. They'll win a game you think they're not going to lose two games you think they shouldn't. I don't trust them. I'll lay that point to have. Give me the Lions of Dan Campbell, Brent. Yeah, Detroit Lions also up there uh, right next uh, for the number one spot against the spread with the Jacksonville Jaguars is the Detroit Lions. They're 6-2 and two against the spread. And the Lions were number one last year. They were. I guess we've, we've been too. taking them all oh, Every single Absolutely. week. Yeah. And, and they get uh, David Montgomery back. I think that's a big key for Detroit Lions, having David Montgomery back. Uh, Amon Ra, he's the man. I, I'm going to go ahead and take Detroit on the road, lay the one and a half, which could be like a 50-50 fan base game, as we know the Chargers don't really have a whole lot of fans there. What do you got now? <laughs> I'm rolling with Chargers, and that's my larceny lock of the Woo. week. Detroit on the road to the West Coast, not on turf. Look at Goff's stats on that. Not good. Really? Really. Oh, man, but the Chargers... <laughs> Uh, okay. I just I can't trust. It. All right, Miller, go ahead. I'll text you Sunday when that game. I know over you with. probably will. No, I don't know, no, man. No. Take golf out of the game <laughs> like that, and his stats against him. I still think that Lions squad it just has a lot of weapons all around. I'm going to stick with them. Man, famous last words on this Larcy Bourbon Locks Luna Zul Tequila Shots Week Ten. Sixteen and a half point favorites at home, Dallas. What in the world am I doing? Giving up 16 and a half right here. This has got backdoor cover written all over it. Alas, I'm as dumb as a stump, so I'll <laughs> lay the 16 and a half. And somebody could just beat my ass next week, too. This really makes me mad I'm doing this. I'll take the Cowboys, Brent. This dumb is a, as a stump. This is a bundle, but against uh, Danny DeVito's little nephew, Tommy DeVito, Ooh, I think Dallas comes DeVito. out and wins this game 40 to 9. Dallas Cowboys roll. They're going to back. This is so backdoor cover. It's going to be so awful. Uh, yeah. I'm rolling, Cow I'm rolling Cowboys. What hey, do you got, Miller? We all agree for the first time today. Man, we're all we're not very bright. None of us are bright. You watch. 16 and we're going to lose. I'm going to be that nerd. I'm going to be that nerd and go with the favorite. Uh, Seahawks, six-point favorites at home against the Commanders. Lay that six. Give me Seattle, Brent. 
You know, this one's a little bit tricky here. I mean, the commanders, they kind of silently cover. They kind of yeah. silently do their thing. I don't know. I'm not going to go with them, though. I think Seahawks are going to bounce back after that uh, that butt whooping they took last week, John. I think uh, Seattle, I'll lay the six. Give me the Seahawks sea back. Seahawks back at home after coming off that loss. I'm going to take Seattle. Miller. I'm in the same boat, Seahawks. Jets and Raiders right here. Are you guys buying that Aaron Rodgers is actually yes. they're playing for something? He will be back if they're in it. I guarantee he will. Is there something different going there's on that with that fan, dude? There's that fandom again. Not a fandom. That's just Aaron Rodgers, man. That's what he does. If they are in the playoff hunt, he will be back, and he will well, take them Well, they're not going to so I don't think it's going to matter. Well, I'm surprised. You think, he's, you think he's kind of, he, under, he knows they're not going to be a part of it, so. I'm surprised they're where they're at right now. I really am. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, Jets uh, point. Look at who they've beat. They didn't beat anybody. Well, I know, but they. Jeez. Well, sure, it's somebody. Yeah. Game one. There's Game somebody, one. yes. But, you know, here's the interesting thing I just saw the other day, and this is, this is where the NFL scripts the, uh, the, the, the game plan, the games. Oh, great. If, uh, you're back on this theory. If the Packers and the Jets finish uh, in the same, uh, same spot, yeah. they will play each other, and it will be the Jets in Green Bay next year. Yeah. Yes. And look at that storyline. Rodgers comes back. Jets play the Packers. Yada, yada, yada. I think this is just a dream that you had. That it's not a dream, bro. It's not a dream. This is just – You know you think the, the NFL would try their damnedest to do that anyway. Oh, 100% they? they would. I mean, I try their damnedest to do that sure. anyway. All right. Uh, point favorite of the Jets. Lay that point. Give me the Jets on the road in Las Vegas, Brent. Yeah, I still don't buy into it. I'm, I'm, I'm against you here. I think those Raiders are rejuvenated. Aiden O'Connell, they got rid of all the junk in the yep. uh, Josh McDaniel era. I think the Raiders win this 2017, get the cover. They win outright. I'm with you. I'll take it, Raiders. No, I think they have a bit of a fire going on out there in Las Vegas, but I still think they're going to be the Jets. Seven and a half point favors. The Bills at home on Monday night. Lay that seven and a half and uh, give me the Broncos. Somebody better start watching the Manning cast, too. Numbers evidently are going down on that. So you said lay the seven and a half. You're taking, you're taking the, yeah, the, the bills? bills? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. You got That's the what bills. I said, right? Yeah. Well, you did. You said give me the Broncos. So oh, was, I did? Uh, oh, I didn't mean to. Bills. Bills. Yeah. Bills minus seven and a half. That's the green olives talking That's right here. the green olives talking. I hear you. You know, the Bills, are they're 0-5 against spread the last five games. They've yeah. not looked good. Uh, they haven't looked good since the first couple of weeks. Denver coming off of a bye. Yep. I mean, this game right here, it's tough. I mean, I honestly, I, ugh, I would buy the half point and give me the Bills. Eh, I'm just torn on it, but give me the Buffalo Bills. Now, Bills laying the points. Miller, last five games or last six games, last six games, they've not been able to do much. Uh, yeah, the first three games of the season, they were like beat people by a lot recently. They can't win by more than five if they are winning. I'm going against you boys. I'm going yeah. to the Broncos. Understand. Let's prioritize this. Get back to even on the season. Go to a bye week, get some rest, get healthy, come back against Tampa Bay. That, to me, should be the path to the Colts on the road in Frankfurt, Germany against the Patriots. A 2-17. There are point-and-a-half favorites coming up Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. No Juju Brents. No Drew Ogletree as well. So they are not going to play. However, this should not matter at all. Lay that point and a half and give me the Colts. Final score, 27-13. Man, I kind of bounced around that score. That's probably too much. 27-13. Colts, going to a bye week feeling good. If you don't, any other way is problematic. I like the call. You know, we mentioned earlier the Colts are the fifth highest scoring team in the NFL, which still blows my mind when you look at it on paper. Patriots are, are, are dismal. They're yeah. horrible. Two and seven. I think you're right. I think the Colts win this one kind of easy, but uh, I want to take the Colts. I'll lay nice. the one and a half. 
Give me the Colts 24-17. Now. All right. I'm going to – I promised my boy Josh Atwood I'd, I'd take uh, – he's at the doctor's getting his hemorrhoids taken care of. Oh. Yeah. Hey. I, I'm going to – yeah. I promise I'd take the Colts this week in a little battle him and I got. So. How do you take care of hemorrhoids, by the way? No, no, we can call him and ask him. I don't know. He's got a hemorrhoidal situation going on. I tell you, if you uh, eat some windshield cheese, drink sore? some larceny, it makes it all know. good. and mm. makes it all feel good. You ever had hemorrhoids, Miller? I didn't get it. No. I don't think he's old enough. <laughs> no. Remember, yeah, when, I'm only remember 40 when George now. Brett had hemorrhoids in the World Series? I do. It was yeah. the Royals. Yeah. 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 George Brett had hemorrhoids in the World Series. That was in his book. Did you know yeah. that? Well, I'm, I'm one of the biggest George Brett fans around. He has yeah. never gotten back to us. We've tried and tried to try. He's the only guy I've never had on this I show. Still that to this I really day, I've never seen anybody angrier in sports when he came, than he, when he came out of the dugout. Yeah, well, when his uh, yeah, the, the, the pine the pine tour. <laughs> I mean, 1983, yeah. July. Have you ever seen anybody in sports angrier? Uh-huh. Well, it was, Billy, Bobby it, was, it was Billy Martin. He was getting angry. He just went yard. So yeah. anyway, I'm sorry, Miller. Go ahead. Sorry. You're good, off track. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Colts. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, keep going to the George Brett hemorrhoid stuff here. Yeah, he did. My Colts pick. He can still. Hey, George Brett would still hit 350 with hemorrhoids. So, 